James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to Freedom Ocean. I am one of your hosts, Tim Reed, and over there is James Shramko, freshly back from a trip overseas somewhere, which he's going to uh, enlighten us on. G'day, mate. How you going, Timbo? Good. How are you? Good. All the better for getting out of the house for a week or so. Ah, yes. You do like your travel. You miss your family? I do, but I'm around them all the time. So it's not like it's not like I'm in a job every day and then I go away. It's like uh, when I yes. go away is the exception, not the norm. Yep, yep. And uh, and mate, uh, how was it? Good trip. It's great. I think the the best thing is just the perspective. You know, when you get on an aeroplane and you fly to another country, you start to hear different accents. You observe different behaviours. You connect up with people who you have relationships with, you know, over several years, but you see intermittently and you can take little comparison points and see what's changed with you Mm -hmm. and what's changed with them. And I think it's a great learning experience. Yeah. Well, you've said that before about your traveling where, um, you know, it is a good, uh, a good eye opener. You can never stop learning. I think particularly in, in our businesses, I was talking to a mate the other day who's in corporate and he said, oh, you buy a lot of training courses and do a lot of reading and training. I said, well, you kind of got to when you when you're a sole operator. You know, you've you've. I, I, when, when I was in corporate, I got put through training all the time. You know, even if I didn't want to. Now you kind of got to make a decision to get out there and uh, and connect with what's going on. Otherwise, you just find yourself stuck in the cave. Yeah, you have that balance between filtering things that are noise and not that useful to very specific targeted mm. learning experiences. I'm continually buying Mm. information that is exactly what I want at the time. Like on the weekend, I bought a course about how to build a course and I watched the whole thing from start to finish and made a couple of notes and that's it. I'm I'm up to speed with that process just to verify my own process, which I felt incidentally my process is a lot stronger in 90% of the areas. But the one thing I took from the course was that I need to get on camera and be more personable and be more interesting. So I grabbed my camera, I said, screw it to the uh, studio values and the lighting and the backdrops and everything. I just yeah. grabbed my camera and a tripod, went outside, filmed a couple of videos of one of the, which you just watched. Was it more entertaining Mate, I did. than normal? Well, it, well, I wouldn't. Uh, it was. I wouldn't say entertaining. It was personable, um, and it was. Um, I, I particularly got a laugh out of it because about six minutes in, um, the kookaburra in the background started laughing. And uh, for our overseas listeners, a, a kookaburra is a native bird in Australia that that has a a call which kind of resembles a laugh. So um, uh, it was pretty funny at the time. And uh, but I like the way you'd done that video. You're sitting out in the backyard. Um, bit of mic noise, bit of wind noise in the mic and all that, but it's kind of, it was personable and engaging. So I think um, that's a good way to go. Yeah, and, I th- and, you know, I wouldn't have done that video before I watched that course. So it was just saying, look, I'm just going to, I don't care about the wind noise, I don't care about the lighting. But what was mm. important and that you can't see on that video is behind the camera is my eight-year-old son 
uh, just checking that I'm still in the <laughs> shot, you know, and holding up a whiteboard with a couple of bullet points. And it's great to involve him in that oh, and to nice. drag him off the PlayStation. I'm like, come on, mate, let's go and make a video. And I think yep. the skills that they're learning with, yep. with, with this are more important. You know, I can say, well, look, we've got this little camera and a tripod. We're going to talk to it and then send it out to all of our customers around the world and they'll buy more things from us and they'll also feel that we really care about them. And these lessons, I don't think they're teaching this in school. So that's the coolest part, I think, about no. that process. And, mate, I know that eight-year-old son of yours and he'll be in front of the camera before, he know, before we know it as well. Oh, he already has been. He already had his own YouTube channel and doing reviews on apps. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but they're really <laughs> they're very hands-on. They even have their friends over yeah. and muck around with the green screen. They can do things with green screen that half the professional studios probably don't even know how to do. I don't know how to do it. So listen, you went and bought a product on uh, creating courses and um, it was funny because uh, a weekend or two ago, I also bought a product on creating information products um, because I really wanted more out of, not not because I didn't feel as though I knew enough, I feel as though I do know enough. I bought it because I wanted to ratify whether I knew enough, and it did. I, I literally, uh, it was a very well put together product, this one, um, but I did not learn anything new except to kind of confirm that what I knew, what I know was good enough. And um, sounds like you were the same, although you picked up, a, you picked up, you, you're better by 10% by the sounds of things. Well, I, uh, this is the thing, and I've got to tell you about this hilarious sequence of emails I had recently with a guy there was a guy trying to buy uh, one of my products and it was it's not available at the moment. It's the mastermind. He, he, wanted, he was ready to spend $1,000 for me to teach him about his business and he's stuck in very low six figures and wants a seven-figure business. So I then went back to him and said, look, in the meantime, why don't you grab Wealthification? And I sent him a $30 coupon and said, here you go. And he emails me back. He said, oh, this is probably a bit basic for me. Uh, I don't think I'm going to learn anything. And then I'm, that's like my warning signal. Oh, okay, all right. So he's not mm. even prepared to risk $69 uh, to, to yep. learn, potentially learn something or even just validate that the things that I know that can generate a million dollars, he's doing every single one of them bar none. So there must be some other reason. So he's not even prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. We went back and forth about 13 times. In the end, I said, Ooh. please... Don't buy the product. Don't join Silver Circle. We're not right for you. You have a massive mm. problem around risk and about, um, you know, you want the heat from the fire before you put the log on the fire. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> In fact, here's the deal. Go and get the go-giver and read it because it teaches you this. And if you don't love the go-giver, just send me an invoice. I'll buy it for you so you have no risk. <laughs> Now, guess what he sent me back? Oh, oh don't I've, tell I've me got you that the book. I've got lots of books like that. Uh, I'm like, have you read it? No, I might read it. I'm like, you know, I just, oh. I'm ready to throw furniture now because people mm, just, mm. they handicap themselves despite themselves. And this guy has been stuck on $100,000 for 11 years and he wants me to help mm -hmm. him improve it, but he won't even venture forth for just a little bit of, just a little bit of cash, but in my case, I'll just I'll, I I spend exactly that amount without question on a product that I've probably mm -hmm. felt that I had completely covered, 
and I'll still extract the gold from it, from a guy who knows a lot less about some of the things that I know. But the one thing I took was, you know, spice it up a bit more for my videos and I implement immediately yep. and I'll make that habit. It's, it's there now. I'm going to be rolling around with my little handy cam everywhere making videos and oh, trying to go. inspire and engage my customers. I've sent out three new so videos today. So tell me, today. What, what, what was the specific learning, James? What was the specific learning around video? Was it literally um, instead of doing, was it like do less screen flow stuff and more face to camera stuff? Was that it? The specific learning is that some of my products are as boring as shit and I have to make it more interesting. That's the, that's the bottom line. I've got to make it more exciting, more interesting, more fun. Okay. And, and is that through face-to-face video or tell me, give me the, your top three ways that you're going to make your products more interesting. I'm going to change the locations on my videos to keep people interested. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, that's interesting. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I live on five acres. I could come up with a thousand different sets for my videos. I'm going to mix between face and slides so that I can transition. Uh, one of the videos that you haven't seen today is me on camera introducing my ScreenFlow presentation, and then after the ScreenFlow, I come back to me on camera, you know, wrapping up the thing. So it's more like a little TV show. So I guess that's that's the second thing. I'm going to mix up the, the format. And the third thing is I'm just going to put out more, more content, uh, you know, get a better flow to it, smaller batch sizes, less worry about uh, hooking up all the different wires and stuff. I'm just going to try and roll with it more frequently because I think the more interesting uh, ghetto-style videos are actually what people want to watch. They don't want the corporate polished presentation all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for everything. Yep. But I've now got enough traction with my customers that they just like, they really appreciate the no BS, straight up, this is how it is sort of approach. They just want Jimmy Shremko. That's it. And, and I am me all the time. You know, I'm the same person everywhere, whether I'm on stage at a conference, whether I'm talking to you on a podcast mm-hmm. or whether we're sitting there having a beer. I'm exactly the same person. I think they just, they would like to have more access and well, I, I want to share do, more stuff. I might send you a few ideas as to uh, on the five-acre Shramco property where you could be doing it. One place comes to mind. Last time I was there, there was a snake uh, up in the horse stables, and I just wonder if it's still there. Whether maybe you could do some kind of just sort of lounge alongside it, looking really cool, talking traffic, uh, and just um, and just have you know your friendly snake uh, alongside you. I think um, maybe even a bit of nude work out in the bottom paddock could make it for an interesting. Oh, I don't know um, about nude work, but the gardener did tell me there was two red belly black snakes just out the back here today. Right and. My wife's quickly grabbing for the camera. I'm like, hang, hang on, just let me go and check your life insurance policy before you. <laughs> yes. She goes, nah, they're harmless. It's not like they're brown snakes. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, just the red belly. They only take three hours yeah. to kill you. She said, they probably won't kill you if they give you a nip. <laughs> hey, mate, one of the things, um, one of my uh, not limiting beliefs with video, but one of the things that every now and then stops me from producing more, as much video as I'd like to is that. Um, I, I love editing, but I find it's a real time suck. Uh, and I'd love to outsource my video, uh, you know, to somewhere, say, like the Philippines, where I'm going to get a lot done for less. But it's like, how do you transfer that those those large files? Dropbox. Yeah, I know, but it's like um, sometimes you're talking gigs worth. 
Well, it's still uh, in, even on a crappy internet like mine, you can still transfer a gig overnight right. b- between when you go to sleep and when you wake up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. But my, I will point out that every single person in my team, bar none, mm. has faster internet than I do. And we're on Team Dropbox, which has enormous capacity. Yep. We never run out of capacity. Never. There's like seven terabytes or something ridiculous. Mm. Mm. Okay. So that's what you're doing. You, you, you literally, you, you're squeezing off the footage and then uploading the raw footage with a bit of a, um, with a, bit of a call sheet into Dropbox. Is that what you're doing? No, I just edit it myself. I oh, do plug you? The ca- just plug the camera into my iMac and uh, trim the front, trim the back. And stick a little transition. That's for the that's for my face to camera work or my own screen flows. Like I I filmed and produced every piece of traffic grab and wealthification and mm-hmm. all my sales videos, every one of them. What the team do well is they go and cut them up and produce them, and that's a different process altogether. Hang on, I don't understand that. So, uh, cutting up to me is editing. What what are you doing versus what they're doing? I create the masters, the actual products, and what they come yeah. along and do is they cut it into little pieces for the purpose of promotion and traffic. So when you see a YouTube channel of mine, like uh, our user Superfast Business, that's got about 30 wealthification snippets on it. I didn't put them there because Mm -hmm. that's not very leveraged for me. My team member will go through the product and cut it up into small pieces and load them up individually. And then they go and post every single one of them to the wealthification blog and write a post about each one. So that's that's me creating the product and then them basically sweeping after me and creating the traffic. And that process is so powerful that in the last two weeks, Wealthification is on page one of Google for the phrase business strategy out of like 27 million results. It's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. What a great result. It is a great result. Hey, but I do have a side story about this product that I purchased. Right. Would you like to, to hear this one? Yeah. And it relates to my travel overseas. Mm-hmm. I, I arrived at the the, uh, the venue in uh, Virginia. It, it took me one day to get there. And for people in America, they, they think that's a long time. For people in Australia, we just accept that it takes about a day to get just about anywhere no, it's just That's just down the road. Yeah. So I pack, put my bags in the room and then go down to the bar, as you would, and I got introduced to a, a nice guy. My friend Ed O'Keefe is there. A lot of our listeners mm-hmm. would know Ed O'Keefe. And he introduced me to this guy called Noah. And he goes, oh, this is Noah. He has um, AppSumo. And I said, hi, Noah. Hey, I, I love the unsubscribe thing on your, um, on your email thing, the guy in the picture. He goes, hey, that's me. And he goes, hang on, why did you unsubscribe? And I said, well, <laughs> I just don't want like a deal of the day every day. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's you know, it's, that's, that's not my thing. I, if I want something, I just go and get it. I said, what I would rather have is an RSS feed with your daily deals because I would put that into my speed dash, which has an RSS reader and like a little widget. And mm-hmm. he goes, thank you. Anyway, guess what this guy's topic is as an expert speaker at the event? This is Noah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have a guess here because I've been emailing back and forth with Noah the last week and you don't know that. So it's quite interesting that you've mentioned somewhere, someone somewhere out there in the world. <laughs> but um, what would his topic be? Um, he's very good at copy. I'll say copywriting. It, it was how to build an email list of 700,000 <laughs> subscribers. Is that how many he's got? <laughs> Just about, yeah. Wow. So 
it, it, anyway, the point is, you know, my first words out of my mouth are that I've unsubscribed from him, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing. He did. He sent me an email. He said, here's your RSS feed. Thanks for the suggestion. I put it into my speed dash and like within a day I made a purchase because I, I was just scanning my speed dash. I saw the, the, the course that I wanted, how to build a course, and I grabbed it. It was mm-hmm. just that. It, so basically him being open to a suggestion and implementing it created a purchase from someone who wasn't going to buy generally because I don't fit their system. So there's mm-hmm. a few lessons in that. Uh, but also I think we've become pretty good friends now with, with that uh, – that sort of interaction and also the uh, the ability for me to be extremely direct and blunt <laughs> rather than a, yep. a boot-licking suck-up yeah, is yeah. Uh, probably appreciated as well. Uh, I like the app, AppSumo is an interesting site and he's uh, what I like about it particularly is the way the the, uh, the copy's written and it's, uh, it's yeah. got a real personality about it. I sent my team it. to that. I said, I said this is the benchmark and I sent them like months ago. I said, this site is the benchmark for how to have a good conversation with a customer and oh, not yeah. take yourself too seriously. And they are pretty good poster childs for not having to be corporate, bureaucratic, yep. uh, you know, flash, flashy, blah, blah, blah. They just say it how it is. And I, I like, I actually like the uh, site. I think Noah's got a fantastic business, but he's very smart as well, obviously. The way that, that he thinks is good. And he was definitely the he was the best presenter at the event right. that I went to, and he was, uh, you know, the, the the whole audience resonated with his message, and a lot of it's what we've been talking about all the time. It's about not being the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. He's um well, and and that that whole app sumo thing. It starts with the name, the name and the visual identity of that that whole website. Um, then lets him kind of be as cheeky as he wants to. It's strong and uh, it's irreverent mm. and, and they do a lot of things we talk about, you know, like actual business things. They have their own dashboards behind the scenes where they mm-hmm. really strongly track their metrics. The main thing they care about is how many email subscribers they have. That is their number and that's everything they do is to drive that number and mm-hmm. it's on their dashboard. So if you go back to several episodes of ours, we've talked about looking at your numbers, tracking your metrics, knowing what's important, how you want to measure it, and that's exactly what they do. Yep. And they do it quite well, with, yep. in particular with that sort of quantity. So, James, mate, you, you've been hanging out with some um, internet marketers from other parts of the world. Um, I imagine you've um, you've had a, the odd aha moment, which is not it's not a, uh, easy for you to have an aha moment, but have you got two or three that you might be able to share with us? Well, let's, uh, let's start with Noah and his, his main message is don't copy directly because you won't win. Uh, so it's never a good idea just to try and rip off someone else. And, you know, I get a lot of people ripping off things of mine, even down to the entire website mm-hmm. uh, I discovered last week. Sadly. You did. Uh, but, you know, it happens a lot. But I do question, like, what are they thinking? How could they possibly mm-hmm. think that that is a good strategy because – it's okay to sort of have the basic thought, well, they, you know, James's site sells a million dollars a year, I'll just copy that. Mm. But, that but, but it doesn't really go much past that because do they know how it runs in the background? Do they know if they're copying the winner or the loser? Yeah. And, and then how do they differentiate from me and what happens if we both get wiped out of Google because Google says, ah, oh, no, I've already seen this and they actually favour the other guy's site. Mm-hmm. You know, it's strange if things have happened. So... It's not a good idea to directly copy anybody. 
take the idea, but make it your own. It's like when I got the idea of, of mixing up my videos, I'm not trying to copy the guy who, who teaches that technique. I'm just taking the idea, but then making it my own and turning it into, into my style. All right. Well, they, I would have thought that was a pretty obvious learning. But you see, but, you but see but it more it's not often obvious than you because there's entire industries of people that who model and swipe, and you know, if you think about copywriters, if you think about all these NLP crazies, they're all talking about <laughs> I'm going to model and master and clone and and copy and swipe this thing and and uh, and replicate. It's a lot of copying going on. There's a lot of unoriginal crap out there. So I, I don't think it is that obvious. Just hello to all the UNLP crazies. Yeah, I love you guys, the UNLP guys. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm more interested in the Ericksonian stuff. Come on, mate. What NLP, else you got? Give us another one. It's just that I haven't found many NLP people that are actually successful. That's my main gripe with that. Right, okay. Because they're too busy copying people who are supposed to be successful but probably aren't. Hey, okay. um, what, what about is there an SEO? Um, what's happening in the world of SEO and um, <sighs> Google? Well, uh, what's happening is uh, several thousand blogs have been wiped out from mm-hmm. some of the popular blog networks, especially the darling childs of the industry, and uh, a lot of rankings will have dropped or disappeared or been completely switched off altogether, de-indexing Ooh. like on a mass scale. So Google's rolled out Panda 3 point something or other, maybe it's 3.3, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of the people in the SEO world uh, are panicking and they don't know what to do. Uh, you know, I'm really not surprised and I've been saying this forever. If you listen to any of my stuff about SEO for the last six years, it's have original content and don't try little spammy cheap tricks because they're going to they're gonna come unstuck. And you know, all these people with scraped sites, like scraped content, cheap-ass um, fiber links, um, be nice. X rumor, nice. SE nuke, you know, bot profile credits. Like, of course, it's going to come unstuck. It's the dumbest strategy ever to build your business on that. So, some of these people uh, are not sure what to do now. Luckily, we have we we always run tests. I have domains set up that just have links from each of the places that that we know to get links from, and each of the tools, and and uh, we subscribe to just about everything in the marketplace. And we can log into those sites and we can see are the links still indexed. And, uh, you know, four or so of them all wiped, completely gone, um, even slapped some of our test domains <laughs> that, that were just sitting on a separate server. Like we really isolate them and put them in a separate bucket altogether mm-hmm. from the rest of our business. And, uh, and so we get pretty early warning on this and adapt. So that's probably the biggest news in SEO. Google want to see valuable content and they want to see social signals now because they sort of have to participate in this social thing. Mm-hmm. So what what, what um, underlies the Panda update 3.3? Well, I think there's two things. They, they, they do a fair bit of human reviews. Like they go on, they, I think they have an algorithmic change that sort of looks for patterns and that, and it, it puts things on like a a notice sends a warning and then the second stage is they might send someone along to actually verify it like a human and then they'll turn it off. Like a human? Yeah, like an actual human. Like I think they have human reviewers. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) They're looking for sites that are heavily loaded with ads above the fold or that have no useful content whatsoever or that just look like crap like from a design perspective. So I think it's... You know, the, the days of mass blog networks are numbered. You need to have link diversity. You need to have great content, 
you need to put the effort in. So it's certainly shaken up the industry and uh, it's put people like me in a fantastic situation where we actually have quality supply. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that's what's happening with SEO. Any other aha moments? Oh, yeah, I had a few. Like one thing is there seems to seems to have been like this. the actual speakers for this event were less of the old um, make money internet marketing wah-wahs, the red headline set, and more of the <laughs> more real businesses. Like, uh, you know, AppSumo is a real business, a tech startup that, that basically does the, the deals for courses, but they're sort of like a publisher and they cooperate with product owners and they... They um, sell other people's stuff, but they're they're really obsessed with the marketing and the customer experience and and getting that email list and driving sales. So you know that was quite exciting to watch. There was a completely separate angle. There was um, uh, the people from Mind Valley were there and they were talking about how they get ripped off so often that they've decided to make everything open source. And I see this as. Uh, you know, the, the, firstly, the interesting thing is that that they confessed that a few years ago they were on the ropes, which you don't find out about until years later mm. when it's safe to mention it. Mm. Uh, and secondly, I think it's just a play. Uh, it's just a play to get market share to to be you know open and authentic and stuff. But I don't know the whole the whole product thing sort of built on a lot of hippie stuff like remote viewing and and monks and stuff. So. How, how good the information is or how scientific it is, I'm not certain. So, uh, you know, I'd have to investigate that a mm-hmm. lot more. But they're going to sort of open all this stuff. They want to they take a stand against these $2,000 info products and all the bad gurus who have been ripping everyone off. So that will be interesting to see how much traction it gets. But I guess because people aren't going to be paying for it, uh, I suspect that it won't get as much motion as, as they think it will. And... I wonder how they're going to monetize it is the other thing. What was that site? Mind Valley. Yeah, Mind Valley Labs or something like that. Okay. Vision Vision Lakani is quite a um quite a leader in in uh, some of those circles. I've seen him a few times. Uh but he's got quite a big team there. He's got a whole bevy of Russians down there. I'm not mm. sure what the story is there, but there's a lot of Russians going over to his place in Malaysia. So, mate, are you travelled out now for the time being, or are you off somewhere else shortly? Oh no, I'm off in. I'm off again on the weekend. Hey, where are you off to? I'm going over to visit my amazing team uh-huh. and um, do some training and product development and socialising. Just catch up with uh, the new faces and just uh, move the business forward to the next stage because it is, you know. I hate to keep rubbing it in, Timbo, but we're having a <laughs> phenomenal month again. It's another record. We're up 20% on last month, which was up 20% on the month before. So at, at our rate of growth, we, we really will have a completely different business in six months than what we have now and we're continuing to, to scale. But to scale, we need to make sure we lock in our knowledge. We need to make sure we have fantastic communication and we need to be very clear on our uh, our growth metrics to make sure that we're actually having customer retention and we need to know the next three steps for product development within the segments of our business. So mm-hmm. that's something I'm super excited about. I've got a whole week scheduled with my different teams and leaders and, uh, you know, it's just going to be like a, like a week-long workshop and they're just – 
they're just cool people. They're fun and exciting, and and they uh, they're energetic, and they're they're really interested in this stuff, and they get it, and they and we always implement some cool stuff. So and every time I go over there, we we come away with a, you know like an amazing experience, and and the business just grows to the next stage. So that's why I keep going back. Uh, you could you have imagined living over in Manila? Not sure. It's it's a different place. Mm. Uh, you know, I like visiting places. Yep. I, I think anywhere is probably great for a few weeks. It's probably the months or or longer that would start to change the way that you feel about yep. something. But I would, you know, I'm not the one to rule anything out these days. I think from a uh, a business perspective, there could be some advantages for living overseas for a year or two if you're ever going to sell up assets or if you really want to get hardcore into developing. You still can never replace face-to-face and that's that's what mm. people miss, you know. Mm. I have a face-to-face uh, relationship with almost every single person in my business. I've, I've met almost everyone who works with me and I think that's vitally important and I've met just about every business partner uh, face-to-face. So that's why you should still get on an aeroplane even if you're in an online business. Good point. Good point. Well, mate, uh, I reckon that is it for episode 36 of The Ocean. There's plenty in there we were going to cover and we didn't even set this up at the start because we got right into your travels. But um, we are going to talk about in a future episode, we're going to dissect a a successful affiliate site and uh, you are going to share how you went about getting... 10,000 subscribers in an offline business many years ago, which um, I think some ni- sometimes it's nice to get offline, isn't it, and, and talk about what happens above the line? Yeah, I think that's it's just it's very exciting because that's um, hardcore real business and it, it, there's so many applications for offline business and that's, that's what I've been enjoying the most about working with offline business owners through my other, you know, through my business stuff is that, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to work in both worlds and, uh, you know, so many things carry across. It's amazing. It is amazing. Absolutely, it is amazing. Well, it's almost, uh, it's one of the things that underpins Freedom Motion from my point of view, whilst, you know, I'm the guy with lots of questions regarding internet marketing. I'm also the guy who spends most of his working days with businesses that are offline and, uh, you know, it's so easily to see so many of these learnings that we talk about on this show are applied in you know in bricks and mortar businesses. Incredible. Yeah. So so if listeners want to listen to Timbo as the expert, they need <laughs> to go across to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, Australia's favourite small business marketing show. Well, according to iTunes, anyway. I, I, I do. <laughs> it's like, a great show. I, yeah. I listen to it. Good on you. Good on you. Well, mate, that's excellent. Good to have you back. Sad to hear you going again. We might do another ep uh, next week from um, from Manila. We'll get some um, we'll get some ninja contributions. We tried to get they, them to I speak last that, time, but they're a bit shy. I'll I'll just uh, we'll let we'll get them after a few rounds of videoki. I'm sure they'll loosen up a bit. <laughs> yeah, we've got a bigger sample size this time too. What is videoki? It's it's karaoke converted to um, Manila Manila language, you know, like Tagalog. They, right. they just they just have different names for stuff. <laughs> Maybe there's a patent war with Japan or something, but it's just karaoke <laughs> on video, obviously. Yeah, it's a video with the words and the songs, and, cool. and you sing poorly. 
Yeah, love it. You have to sing out a tune. I think that's the rule. So that seems to be how everyone does it. We might have a freedom ocean video key one day, just you and me. We'll leave the listeners if, vote. If my team were to sing you a song, Timbo, do you have a favourite? Uh, I do like um, Country Road, Take Me Home or Bridge Over Troubled Waters. <laughs> <laughs> Always a favourite on the we'll karaoke see. circuit. We'll see. All right. I'll leave it to them. Surprise me. All right, mate. Thanks, James. Listeners can go to freedomocean.com and uh, get uh, get all the madness there, transcripts and all the other stuff. So until next time, see you later. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. ha 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 ha